0: The Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call
1: 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Paggs.
0: Yes, indeed. Glad to have you. Thanks. It's the Joe Paggs Show. Appreciate having you along for the ride. Bottom of the hour will be Senator Roger Marshall, MD, from the uh, great state of Kansas. We're going to talk about COVID, the restrictions, masking on a plane. Does that make any sense? Why are are there still mask mandates for the TSA, but everybody else doesn't have a mask on? I asked him directly about Joe Biden, the president, day before the State of the Union, a thousand feet away from anybody, and uh, is wearing a mask, walking along the grass. The next day, he's rubbing noses with the octogenarians, the 80-year-olds plus, in the House of Representatives. It doesn't make any sense. It's extremely confusing because we're busy people, and we just want the truth. We want to know exactly what what information can we rely on, and we're not really sure. He gives some great answers to that. We talk about Ukraine and Russia, about what sanctions might have worked before this thing started, about getting more oil, more energy. Uh, It's a really great conversation. Yes, I asked him about those those biology labs, those bio labs again, and uh, I'm not getting the kind of answers that you might want. And there's a back and forth between Tulsi Gabbard and uh, Mitt Romney. She's actually called for his resignation. Which is very interesting. Uh, all of that more happening on your Monday. Uh-huh. That's right. what you know? what you say? Carrie, what's going on? How's it going? Making it happen. Get it done. That's what we're doing. Polo's in the house. See him getting her done. doo Shotgun, Junior Walker, and his All-Stars, 1965, Motown Motown Records. When I went there, this album is up on the wall. There's one thing that's undeniable, um, and it's that crime is on the rise. And we've heard different people in this country who are running cities who are saying different things about it. Like Eric Adams in New York the biggest city in this country, first said there's no crime problem on the subway, saw the poll numbers and said, oh, I don't feel safe on the subway. This guy just as the wind blows. You got drive-by shootings in New York like you've never seen. Muggings are going through the roof. Guy riding down a road and a bicycle gets shot and killed. And now you've got somebody who is – have you heard this? He, some guy is walking around and killing homeless people asleep on the sidewalk
2: yes i saw part of that video actually yes
0: i mean what what and he's not only doing it there they think it's the same guy who's doing it in washington he's like going to washington dc doing the same thing he's killing homeless people on the side of the street they're wrapped up in their in their sleeping bags and he's killing them and eric adams today made a big announcement I'll get into that in a second. You've got another one that, that outlines crime as well. This one is in Seattle where we had the, it was, was it called the Chaz First or the Chop First? I think the Chop First, then Chaz, right?
2: I think so, yeah.
0: So, so some either. sort of uh, you know police-free zone. They were raping people in there. They were doing drugs in there. I think there was a death, that was, a murder that was in there, to the point to where I think the police chief was like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. Um, now a huge retailer says the crime's too bad. Fill me in.
2: Yep. from the blaze. Amazon announced Friday it will be relocating employees from its downtown Seattle office space this week over safety concerns as rampant violence continues to plague the progressive northwestern city. In a statement to KOMO-TV, a spokesman for the global tech giant said that approximately 1,800 employees currently assigned to the 300 Pine Street building will be moved to an alternative office space for their safety. Given recent incidents near 3rd and Pine, we're providing employees currently at that location with alternative office space elsewhere, the statement said. We are hopeful that conditions will improve and that we will be able to bring employees back to this location when it is safe to do so. A KOMO reported in the last few weeks, shootings have plagued this area of downtown. The sustained increase in violent crime reached a new apex on March the 2nd, when a 15-year-old boy, Michael Del Delbianco, was shot and killed on 3rd Avenue and Pine, not far from the location of Amazon's office building. The location where Del Delbianco was killed had already been the site of numerous crimes and including several deadly shootings. Following the shooting, the Seattle Police Department increased its presence in the area. The department deployed officers to patrol the area on bikes and even set up a mobile precinct to deter violence. But that apparently wasn't enough for Amazon to stick around.
0: Can you imagine the employer is so afraid of crime running rampant that uh, the employer says, we better get the employees out of here.
2: And poli- all, apparently several other companies with downtown offices, um, they're, they're allowing their employees to work remotely during this crime spree or crime spike.
0: So they're not working remotely because of COVID? Uh, no. Because of a crime spike? Yes. I mean, it, it's nuts. It's a world. I mean, all they have really have to do is the city council in Seattle, which is whacked out of its mind, and the governor, Ainsley of, of Washington, is whacked out of his mind. All they have to do is say, look, we've got to get some funds for police in here. we got to cut down on the crime. We've got major retailers who are having major problems with their employees getting injured, getting robbed, even worse. We have to do something now as people with brains who are leading cities, leading city councils or whatever, leading states, we have to fix this now. They're not going to because they think they're going to win elections by telling people we're going to defund the police. They think they're going to win elections by saying we need social justice and, and criminal justice reform as people are being killed for going to work.
2: And this is the same city who I think maybe just a few months ago announced its police department would no longer enforce certain non-criminal traffic violations because of racism and equity concerns. This is Seattle. This is what people are having to deal with.
0: Well, let me ask you this. If the speed limit is 45 and I'm going 50 Mm -hmm. and I get pulled over and get a ticket, what does my race have to do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, or Either that or we're going to put a white speed and a black speed maybe. Maybe that'll be it. So you're the,
2: breaking the law or you're not. No. Racist! Uh, no. No. <laughs> it's the opposite of racist. That's
0: <laughs> exactly what anybody would say. I would say to you right now is on the city council. All right. So all that's going on. Do you see what Eric Adams did today?
2: No, I did not.
0: Somebody's killing, shooting to death homeless people on the sidewalks in New York. Nobody feels safe in that city right now. Big announcement today from Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. Bing bong, New York City. Your mayor's on TikTok. Let's get stuff done. Okay, I just want to make sure that everybody understands what you just heard. You, you see him mixing up a shake. Okay? He's mixing up a shake. He looks at the camera. Bing bong, New York. Your mayor's on TikTok. What does that mean, bing bong, New York? I have no idea.
2: I can tell you. Maybe we're not hip enough to know. Here
0: he goes again. Gonna mix up that shake. Bing bong, New York City. Your mayor's on TikTok. Let's get stuff done. Bing bong, New York City. Your mayor's on TikTok. Let's get stuff done. Really? I mean, there, there is a disconnect here that makes it makes it hard makes it hard to breathe. That's how disconnected this guy is. That's how disconnected all the. This is the same guy who said no problem on a the subway. There are problems on the subway. Then yes, I'm plant based diet. So what if I eat fish? It's none of your business. And then. These questions are only coming at me because I'm a black man and there are too many people in this media that don't look like me. This, this is the greatest city on the planet? This is the city that Curtis Lewa tells me not to visit. He says, don't come here. And he'll be on, by the way, he'll be on this week. We'll have Curtis Lewa back to talk about what the hell happened to the city. And there's no reason why Eric Adams should have beaten a guy who's been fighting crime in New York City since 1979. It doesn't make any sense other than people are voting out of guilt or voting out of, you know, the the guy looks more like me or something. I don't know what it is, but it certainly doesn't make any sense. There he is. There are a couple of scenes from New York City that he mixes a shake and he says, bing bong, New York City, your mayor's on TikTok. Let's get things done. And as he was doing that, who knows, a couple of people might have been killed Uh, because they happen to be homeless on the street. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. When you go to JoePags.com, make sure you scroll down, or actually it's on the top as well, all the links to the social media. Pick the one that you use the most and and go do that. Click on the newsletter, sign up for the newsletter. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. You'll send me an email right to me, all right? I would love to hear from you. And again, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Crime is out of control. And is it really up to the individual companies now to step up and move their employees to a different facility to set up extra security as our tax dollars go to safety and security? I'm not sure I understand how we got here, but we need to stop it. Your thoughts when we come back. Stay here. Joe Pags. Great to have you on the Motown Monday, the Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS, eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven 941 7247 JoePags.com. Why would an Inslee have a job? Why would the Seattle City Council have a job? Why would uh, Why would Eric Adams have a job? Why would Lori Lightfoot have a job? Why would these people ever get voted in? Because I know for a fact... Carol, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to go out on a limb here. and mm-hmm. If you think I'm wrong, I want you to correct me, okay?
2: Okay.
0: I know for a fact that neither liberals nor conservatives... Democrats nor Republicans, even independents, even communists, don't want to be killed in a crime spree. Mm-hmm. Am, am I close? To, you think that's truthful? I think that's truthful.
2: I, yes, I think so. I
0: don't I think anybody says, you know, it was a crime spree, but I am for equity and I'm for, you know, uh, um, changing the criminal justice system. If I have to die, I'm good with that. I don't think anybody's okay with that.
2: No, no. I can't imagine. So let's
0: maybe, even if we disagree on 80%, let's maybe find common ground on, I don't want to die today. I have to go ahead and live a little bit longer. Not really ready for a bullet hole. Yeah, maybe if we can agree on that, we can start voting in better people. Stop voting in the idiots who say stupid things that you think you agree with. I want you to really take notice of exactly how badly things are going in this country right now. I want you to really take note of how horribly things are going. Well, let me ask you this. I'm getting a call from California right now. Actually, from Georgia right now. What are the chances this is really somebody, or do you think it might be a, a, um, a, a telemarketer of some sort? What do you think?
2: Uh, telemarketer.
0: I've been doing this show for 15 yep. years in this time slot. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and send that to voicemail. I did get another Nobody, one of those stupid calls bad. today. I got another one of those stupid calls today. Uh, a guy called. He said, yes, sir, in a thick Indian accent. This is Dan. I'm calling it a per- personal matter. Then he asked for okay. Joe Baglipet. He couldn't say anything near, near my last name.
2: Yeah, of course. I
0: said, don't even try. It's Joe. This is me. What, do you, what can I do for you? Well, can you verify your address? Why do they keep doing this?
2: No. No.
0: Why do they verify? No, I'm not. And I, I said right to him. I said, I'm not going to give you any information. You know my first name. You know my last name. You have my, my phone number somehow. You've got me. What do you want? Fill me in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I just need a very, can you just give me the three numbers of the street address in such and such Texas? I said, Mm -hmm. nope. Can't even do that.
2: Mm -mm. Mm
0: -hmm. Can't even do that. You called me and I said, let me ask you something, Dan. Are you in India right now? Yeah. Yes. I'm in India. The, why does the phone number come up as Jacksonville? (laughs) All right. We had this discussion. I promise you, I asked this guy.
2: And the answer was? He said,
0: what? I said, why does the phone number come up in Jacksonville, Florida? Oh, right, 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 Jacksonville. I said, you just said you're in India, which you are. I can tell by your accent. Right, well, this is a personal matter. Can you just give me the three? No, I cannot. I cannot. (laughs) So this ought to be a fun one. Let's see if they let the voicemail. Probably not because they didn't get me. So, they couldn't like try to sell me something or try to get my personal information. No voicemail, oddly. No voicemail. Weird, not weird. Yeah, Thank he called from, from, from Jacksonville, Florida, the guy called. Come on, man. 888 PAGS, 888 941 7247, joepags.com. I double dog dare any liberal to call in and tell me why somehow Seattle is better because of that city council. Washington State is better because of Inslee. Uh, Chicago is better because of Lightfoot, and New York City is better. Because of Eric Adams. I, I I dare you. Call in right now and let me know. Because I'm sick of hearing stupid responses like from the sheriff in Bear County, Texas, who says, yeah, it's up 30%, but it's up everywhere. As if crime going up in Chicago somehow affects the crime in San Antonio. It doesn't. If you got good leadership, if you got good policies, if you've got good policing, you uphold the law, you have lower crime. That's a fact. We go to the phone lines, we say hi to Michael, who's in Kansas City. Uh, Michael, what's on your mind? Hi. Uh,
1: you were making uh, comments that, hey, you know, people voting for the current mayor of New York or
3: any liberal, it doesn't make any sense. It's incomprehensible. And it isn't. It's not logical what they do. They believe what they believe. And that's why they vote like they do. They've been persuaded over a few decades because of their family, because they watch the news they watch. All white people are racist. All cops are bad. All Republicans hate you. They want you to kick they want to kick grandma out of the nursing home. And it's just a belief system. It's not logical. The well, way Mike, well, well, it though? No, no, wait, well, well, we'll stop you for a second. I want to stop you for a
0: second cuz I, I think what you said, fact, you said uh, there's a, Michael such a Hello. Disconnect. Michael bring that to bear. Kerry, yeah, uh, why did they do this? Why can't I know, he talk to the guy? I he
2: can't hear you. I know. He put
0: the phone down and he's just talking to the phone, not listening to me or something. Yeah. So, Michael, hopefully you, you get that I put you on hold. You're, so we're not, we can't hear you talking right now. But I want to take you back because I want to have a discussion. What you say, I understand and I actually believe. But it wasn't that long ago that my good friend Rudy Giuliani was the mayor. And he was voted in by a blue city. He was voted in by a bunch of Democrats. Pitaki was the governor. He was voted in by a bunch of Democrats. Because, again, New York City votes for that entire state because the city is so large population-wise. He hung up. And, Michael, I wasn't being rude to you, but I was interjecting because I wanted I, before you went to your next point on how to fix it, I was just going to say, this is not that long ago. It, it was, what, 30 years ago? It's not that long ago. And the reason why that blue city voted in Rudy Giuliani is actually pretty simple. They were sick and tired of the crime. They were sick and tired of the mob. They were sick and tired of being afraid to walk through Central Park. They were sick and tired of walking through Times Square and being scared. They were sick and tired of prostitution and and X-rated movie theaters down any road that you look. He cleaned the place up. He cleaned it up. Rudy did. So why you would ever go back to that, I don't get it. It's similar to, I was out on the way to the gym today, and there are a lot of people with different license plates here now in Texas. And a lot of you drive like idiots. Get out of my way. That's for Carrie. Can you just put that out there? It's the first thing.
2: Yes, please, for the just both Just, of just, get, just <laughs> get the hell
0: out of my way. Get that. You see me? Get, get the hell out of my way. Yes. So, so uh, I'm going down a road, and people are going the same speed in both lanes. You can't get around them, whatever. But more importantly, they're not only going to bring their their driving habits here. They're going to bring their voting habits here, and they're going to vote the same way here as they voted where they came from, where they. They ruin the place because of electing idiots. Learn the lesson. Understand that there's one way to cut back on crime and make your, your city, your neighborhood safer better police presence, better relationship with police, and a mayor who doesn't take any crap and make sure that the, the laws are upheld, or a, a sheriff who believes in the laws and actually upholds them. We go to Janet and Yakima. Janet, about a minute for you. Let's go.
1: Hello. Hi. Um I live in uh, eastern Washington uh, on the east side of the Cascade Mountains and it's a more conservative area. Right. But the ironic thing about Jay Inslee who is just a, a terrible governor is that if you will recall during the presidential uh, election the last one a campaign he positioned himself as the environmental
0: Right. Uh, That's all he talked about. Right.
1: Yeah. Well Olympia is our state capital. We even have homeless people living on the state capital grounds. Um, Seattle is such a mess, um, and yet Amazon and all these liberal people who had uh, have businesses there—they're upset about the crime. Uh, our little town um, has homeless people. It's just—it's just terrible. And uh, our legislature finally got forced into. Doing something about uh, removing some of the ridiculous handcuffs they had on our law enforcement, because uh, the crime was just out of control. Right. But it just—it's ironic. These people have no self-awareness. Well, you know, well, I, I, the I think they have. President.
0: I think they have self-awareness. I gotta, I gotta run here, Janet. I, I love you like crazy. I think they have self-awareness. They just don't care because they're living in their ivory tower. They're the elites, and they don't care what the little people are dealing with. Keep it here. Coming back. Joe Paggs. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have this gentleman back. He is a medical doctor, also a U.S. Senator. His name is Roger Marshall from the great state of Kansas. Uh, Senator, how are you? Good to see you. Joe, great to see you and great to be with you today. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I love your insight. I love that you're a doctor as well, especially in these times with pandemics and biolabs being talked about. I mean, it's really good to have somebody there in in the U.S. Capitol who can say, hold on a second, that's just not true. What was interesting is I saw a back and forth between you and somebody, I I think it was Fauci, who was snickering and talking under his breath. Do you think he knew that you're a medical doctor? He, He acted like he was somehow above you in that back and forth. And I found it to be really, really rude and arrogant.
3: Well Joe I'm certain he knows I'm a doctor he typically addresses me as doctor and I address okay. him as doctor as well and certainly we don't want to make it a personal thing between he and I uh, it is interesting that he's kind of disappeared for a while where uh, is he so yeah, that's a good question. He we certainly we brought it out in the last hearing that he's the worst spokesman in the world to convince people that haven't got vaccinated to get vaccinated. He's very uh, he's not well respected back home anymore. Right. I get 3 or 4 letters a day uh, saying I should be a little bit stronger against him, even stronger than I am. When people, when I do my town halls back home, people constantly grab at me and say, hey, you give Dr. Fauci both
0: barrels. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Well, what's interesting about it is he sort of disappeared. Uh, Walensky from the CDC admits that the science is a gray area now. We keep on hearing how the science has changed, which it hasn't. The political science has changed because there's a midterm coming up. Um, But what's interesting is just today... The the CEO of Pfizer said, hey, good news. You have to get a fourth booster and maybe get a booster every year. And, you know, that is good news for Pfizer, who has record profits right now. But, Doc, I just don't see it. With om- uh, Omicron coming through and being as mild as it was and so many people surviving it and doing very well even after having it, it seems as though we're on the back end of this thing. Uh, but Pfizer wants us to believe that it's that, that we're not. And you still have... The TSA saying we're going to keep making you wear masks. So what's right? Are we on the back end of this or not?
3: Well, Joe, everything we know as of today, we're on the back end of it. 95% of Americans have some level of immunity to it. Uh, The number of hospitalizations, the number of deaths are what 1% of what they were at its peak. So I think that the whole issue right now is for the CDC to finally acknowledge natural immunity. And certainly natural immunity looks better than any of the vaccines or the boosters right now. And going forward, you think that would be true as well as this virus continues uh, to mutate. Uh, That previous vaccine probably won't work. But thank goodness for natural immunity. God has given us wonderful, wonderful bodies to fight this illness. And what we should all be focused on is a healthy diet, exercise, getting good rest, all those types of things grandma used to tell us.
0: Marshall.senate.gov is his website. It's uh, Senator Roger Marshall, also a a medical doctor. Doc, the ventilation systems on airplanes... Is some of the best ventilation systems you can get when it comes to disease, when it comes to filtering the air to make sure that the air is good and clean, that we're getting the proper mix of oxygen, nitrogen, everything else. Is there a reason why we should be wearing masks on airplanes at this point? It it must be about control. I thought the
3: same thing. The State of the Union, President Biden said basically, hey, it's time to move on, but yet his actions don't line up with his words. His actions are to extend the vaccine or extend the mask mandate. And, And personally, I spent eight hours on a plane yesterday, four hours in the Atlanta airport waiting for my, my uh, next plane. It was a horrible day. I got to yeah. tell you, it's horrible to wear the mask. There's no science to support it. But there's good science suggesting that if we move that air over many times, that it does help. And we knew that from our joint procedures back in hospitals with the hip, that we were doing hip joint infections, uh, hip joint replacements. The infections went way, way down once we had some of that new modern air, air uh, exchangers.
0: And it just, it doesn't make any sense because you're breathing in carbon dioxide all day. Our bodies are purposely getting rid of that junk because we can't breathe it. I mean, that's what we give off. And for some reason, we're breathing back in probably 50% of the oxygen we need. And we're breathing back in a lot of what we're trying to expel. I don't understand why they're making us do it. But yet again, even though there's no law, we're still forced to do it or else we're taken off the plane by a flight attendant. Is there something we can do? I mean, uh, on a legislative uh, uh, measure, oh. you guys have never ever presented. Let's make everybody wear a mask. So it's not the law. <laughs> what what can we do? Yeah, well, I, I believe
3: it's Rand Paul that has legislation to stop that particular mandate, to stop okay. the the mask mandate. So we can sort of try to pass the law. Uh, we were able to get two of mine across the finish line on the on the Medicare. Uh, Vaccine mandate, uh, as well as the stopping the declaration of emergency for COVID. So right. we're going to go back at another bite of the apple, and hopefully we can get this one passed too. But guess who's on the other side of the Capitol here that won't even give them a vote on it? And of course, President Biden's promise to uh, to veto my legislation
0: before we even voted on it. It doesn't make any sense, you know. The day before the State of the Union, we saw President Biden walking, and there wasn't a person within a thousand feet of him. He's walking through the grass with a mask on. The next day he's like rubbing noses with 80-year-old legislators uh, when there's no mask to be seen anywhere. What am, what am I supposed to, as a lay person in America, Doc, what am I supposed to believe when I see the leader of the free world masking up when he's two football fields away from anybody and the next day he's in a room full, full of with, with octogenarians and they're all just breathing the same air and kissing and hugging and taking pictures? I'm confused.
3: Well, Joe, this is hypocrisy, right? Right. This is exactly the hypocrisy. This is a a law that no one can follow. I I I just don't know any American that can honestly say that they've been able to follow this uh, these mandates when it comes to the mask. And why do you know? My big concern is the kids. Uh, I've been seeing some children lately. Usually, I'm able to walk up and meet a child I never met and start off a conversation, warm up pretty quickly. But the kids seem scared to death of me right now. I've never had that experience in my in my life. And again, those are the ones that are not vulnerable to the uh, to the virus but they certainly are, are vulnerable to mask and psychosocial changes
0: but well, that's a big deal because psychologically and socially, we're seeing studies every day saying that masks possibly did more harm than help. Um, how do we, how do we tell a kid who only remembers masking up for two years? Kid might be five or six years old in, in kindergarten or first grade. How do you tell that person it is safe to take it off and you can talk to your partner now in class? I mean, people aren't socializing like you and I did when we were little kids because they're covering their faces up. Yeah,
3: Joe, Joe, this is all part of the increased uh, mental illnesses we're seeing, the increased uh, problems with with drugs, with alcohol addiction, uh, all this isolation, all this results of of the government overreaction. And I would compare us to Sweden, a nation that didn't have mask mandates, uh, that didn't have lockdowns, but yet their mortality rate was a fraction of ours. Yeah. And, their, their, and their kids, uh, their, the teachers there didn't have a higher infection rate than other professions, despite the kids not wearing masks. And guess what? Their kids are doing better on the academic scores than ours are right now. Classical situation of the government overreacting, uh, trying to seize this power. You know, I gave a speech on the floor last week of, about stopping the declaration on the, on the coronavirus emergency. And there's a favorite photo of mine in the Capitol Rotunda. And I bet you've seen it. It's a President Washington, General Washington at the time, uh, giving up his, uh, his, his officer's uh, status there in the Continental Army. And behind him is a throne. And the throne is empty and the king's robes are on the throne george washington throwing off his robes saying no we're not going to have a dictator we're not going to have a king i'm begging joe biden to throw off his robes to get out off the out of the throne get fauci off the throne this is America where freedom still reigns.
0: I love it. All right, it's, uh, it's Senator uh, Marshall. It's uh, Roger Marshall, Kansas, Republican. He's a medical doctor as well. Got to talk Russia and Ukraine. Now, All the oh, we're going to stop the Russian oil because you guys actually went after Biden and said, look, you've got to stop taking Russian oil now. This doesn't make any sense. The sanctions aren't going to work, and we don't shut that spigot off. Senator, you like me. Don't you think that we should have done this before he invaded Ukraine? It might have stopped him. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think it's well proven now that if we would
3: have rushed up these uh, these sanctions earlier, it, it probably would have stopped um, Putin from going for. And, and by the way, there's a special place in hell for, for Putin. But Joe Biden opened the door. He opened the door by giving up energy independence, American energy independence. Uh, he actually funded the, this war. And of course, Putin walks through the door. But we opened it. We've been funding it. And again, let's talk about what Joe Biden's saying and what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, for, for months I've been calling to stop the uh, import of any Russian oil. And the president finally yielded to all of us and the pressure. But yet on the banking side of this, he's allowing banks to continue to do financial services uh, for the Russian energy sector until June 24th. Again, a good article by Kim Strassel in the Wall Street that everyone should read the wall street journal of course yeah. uh, several weeks ago so the president's saying one thing but he's not being strong enough uh he's he's a weak president that's led from behind from from the beginning
0: it's Senator Roger Marshall. So we get this bomb dropped on us by Victoria Nuland the other day in, in one of these Senate committees. She's talking to Marco Rubio, and she says, well, yeah, they we don't have biological weapons, but they've got biological labs. And now uh, I've got uh, Tulsi Gabbard saying, we know there are 25 biological labs there where they're studying pathogens. And then you got Mitt Romney saying that she's treasonous, and then she's telling Mitt Romney to, re- to resign Doc, do you know anything about what's going on with these biolabs? Did we fund them? Are they there? Are there twenty-five of them? Who's right and how how concerned should we be?
3: Yeah, so certainly I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. I think since 2005 we have been funding some type of bio labs there. They weren't necessarily bioterrorism uh, labs, but there's but it's, it's kind of like playing with nuclear uh, weapons in your backyard or or nuclear physics of any type. Are you, right. you going to use it for good for healthcare or are you going to set a bomb off? So we have uh, more. You have more questions than I have answers to. But there's a theme here. I want to know who was funding it. I bet when we we get to the end of this, that Dr. Fauci was funding funding. Those laboratories, just like he was funding indirectly, a laboratory in Wuhan, China. Our Department of Defense is probably involved with funding it as well. Why were they doing this in biosecurity level two labs? It should have been in a level three or four. What type of research are they doing there that we, that we shouldn't be doing back here at home? Why were they hiding it? There's, there's so, so many layers to this onion as we investigate the origins of covid and this is one of those layers.
0: It is uh, Senator Roger Marshall, Republican of the great state of Kansas. Make sure you, you follow everything that he does. He's a doctor. He's very knowledgeable on so many different things. And I love that we're talking to you today. When it comes to Russia, this isn't 1917 Germany. This isn't 1936. How is it in the modern era, in 2022, you've got some guy in one country who decides, I'm just going to invade that country and kill women and children, kill any men that, that we run into, take over the nuclear facility at Chernobyl, we're going to do anything that we want to do, and the world community does very little in fact some of the world community china are supporting the guy how how exactly is this going on and why do we seem so impotent like we can't do anything to stop him yeah joe those
3: are of course are are great questions uh we saw this in syria this isn't just the, the first time that this has happened but somebody besides just the United States has to step up as well. We do not want to be, this to be a Russia versus a USA war. Right. Uh, in particular, let's think about the economic relationship between Europe and Russia. They have an export import business of like $275 billion with Russia. Wow. The European nations do. Ours is a 10th of that. Europe can put a mighty hurt on them. Russia's economy smaller than Italy, smaller than the state of Texas. Economically, we can shut down his war machine and, and really I think his people will start going against him, but we can't be weak. We have to be strong now with these sanctions. We have to do whatever we can to help help the Ukrainian people short of putting American boots on the ground. But I want you to think about that just for a second. We have 102,000 American troops uh, in Europe right now headed towards that front line, headed towards the Poland-Ukrainian border. How many European troops are outside of their own nation's border? I think it's less than 1,000. Wow. So so Europe needs to lead this. United States, of course, we have a role to play in this. But I think the more we make this a mono situation, as I understand Putin's personality, that will just uh, magnify it. And we don't want World War Three.
0: Well, a couple of things can be said, though, Roger. I mean, the, the bottom line is this. He didn't do this for four years because he didn't want a world war with the, with the United States. But he took a calculated risk knowing that Joe Biden would do nothing and he wouldn't sanction him beforehand. He would saber a rattle a little bit and, and would do absolutely nothing. He really feared, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Donald Trump would say, we're going to defend Western Europe. We're not going to sit here and let you do it. And, and Putin didn't take that chance. And the second thing that you alluded to was Europe was forced to buy liquefied natural gas from us. They were forced to buy oil from us because Donald Trump said, why would I protect you from Putin when you're paying him billions of dollars a year for energy? You buy it from us. And the EU said, okay, sorry, Mr. Trump we will buy it from you. And suddenly Biden gets in office and everything changes. How exactly does that go on? Do you agree with me that Putin didn't do it for four years because he feared that Trump would actually do something? No, Joe,
3: you're spot on. This was a calculated, cold blooded decision on an evil dictator's part. Yeah. He, had, he had studied Joe Biden for years. The last time Joe Biden was in office and, and uh, Putin attacked Crimea, what did the administration do? They sent blankets, uh, they saw the Afghanistan debacle. They've saw Joe blessed Nord Stream too. There's been nothing but hesitation, indecision, lack of action out of this president. That's exactly who he is. And I, and I want to talk about one more piece of this puzzle, but that not many people are talking about. Uh, last winter, I believe in in December, uh, the United States signed a charter with Russia, which basically opened the doors, the next step for Ukraine to becoming part of NATO. I don't know that that was a good decision right then. I, again, I, I certainly would love for them to be part of the European Union, but I, I don't think any of us would want to risk this war on that charter. It just seems like everything Joe Biden touches when it comes to national security goes, goes to heck.
0: Um, had, had we, Senator, had we said to Russia, don't worry, Ukraine's not going to be a part of NATO, he probably doesn't go in that either. He really does fear them becoming part of NATO.
3: Yes. Yeah, that's my point. Right now, right there, that is my point. Uh, is that, that not only did we we did we weren't enact, we were actively actively recruiting them into NATO, and that charter that Biden signed was the next step in getting Ukraine into wow. NATO. So I think that was the final straw that broke the camel's back. And you're sitting there, and you're Vladimir Putin, you say, Ah, this weak president Joe Biden. Do you think I'm going to let him walk over me? This would be the equivalent uh, if if uh, you know Canada or Mexico suddenly became part. Of a, of a Russia-China axis of some right, sort.
0: Right, exactly right. That's a great example. Thank you for spelling it out like that. Hey, Senator Roger Marshall, I appreciate you coming on, doctor. Uh, keep up the great work. Way to go getting this stuff passed. Uh, unfortunately, you've got Nancy Pelosi on the other side of the Capitol, but that could change in November, and hopefully next, uh, next January you guys can start undoing a lot of this mess that they're doing to us. Will you come back again soon? Joe, I can't wait to, to
3: visit with you. Look forward to it.
0: Always appreciate it. Thank you, doc. We appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Great to have you. Thanks. We appreciate the, uh, the senator coming on. Yeah, what's becoming clear to me is that either the senators and the representatives know more about these bio labs or they're truly all trying to find out what's going on. Now, I'm not suggesting that he's lying to me because he's not, but maybe it's classified. We can't know yet. I mean, this stuff has been around since 2005 or something. And uh, in earnest, we understand that the Obama administration was building bio labs in in Ukraine. We know that Fauci was using gain-of-function money to uh, to study these horrible diseases in Wuhan, and somehow it looks like it got out. So what's going on there? I mean, shouldn't the world know? I think the world should know. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let me remind you about um, Stamps.com. Stamps.com is great. Stamps.com knows that time is money. Do not waste either with repeated trips to the post office. The post office people are great. But you could, you could be out there selling. You could be out there raising the profile of your new business that you're doing online. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process. You spend less time at the post office, more time making your customers happy. For over two decades now, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. And Stamps.com gives you the access to post office and UPS shipping services right from your computer. Save a bunch of money, up to 40% off of USPS prices, 76% off of UPS. And listen, if you're you're up and running in just a few minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it, stop overpaying, go to stamps.com right now. Use my code PAGS, P-A-G-S, for a special offer, including a four-week trial, free postage, your digital scale. Don't have to worry about long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter my code PAGS, Stamps.com. Go there. Going to help you out if you've got a small business going. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have um, the, the president, Joe Biden, complaining about how he didn't do this with the gas prices. And the Keystone XL pipeline has nothing to do with anything. He, what, it's what he wants us to believe. Then he starts making some stuff up. We've got that for you as well. Also, the back and forth between Tulsi Gabbard and Mitt Romney. Keep it on the Joe Pag Show.
2: This is the Joe
1: Pagg Show.